welcome to another Podventure and Odyssey. I'm Emily. I'm Tatiana. And this time we're talking about one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, It is good. It's a it's Christmas a great one. episode. It's this called is a the highlight. Gift, the Gift of Madge and Guy. I is think that that's what, what it, the title is. I believe that's the title. Yeah, The Gift of Madge and Guy. Or is it The Gifts of Madge and Guy? Oh, Gifts, probably. Okay, don't open it. It'll... Start playing. Don't worry, it played to the end, so it won't oh, do that. We're safe. Mm-hmm. Gifts. Eight. Gifts for Madge and Guy. Gifts for Madge and Guy. We were so close. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. That's funny. Oh gosh, this episode is a joy and a delight. I was looking forward to it when we saw that it was the next one. We both got excited. I forgot it was so early on. Yeah. This is probably the first episode that I laughed consistently all the way through. Like, throughout the whole thing? Yeah, this is, like, the first super comedy episode. Like, Mm -hmm. pure comedy. Almost pure comedy. It gets a little sincere at the end. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it's super funny. Yeah, it's like there's a framing device within a framing device within a framing device. And it is, oh gosh, this is like the writers just doing their like audio drama comedy, like the taking advantage of the medium. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a pure radio comedy episode and they just don't hold back. They went all out. They used all of the bells and whistles at their disposal, literally. Like literal, (laughs) yeah, all the sound effects, like they queued up. Sound effects that were, I, I imagine, for like, the, he raced there and they just queued up like a race car. <laughs> it was back in a flash. And they queued up something it's called like Flash. A, yeah. I don't know. What did it sound like to you? I don't know. The sound that a lightning bolt strike would make. Mm-hmm. Or that somebody traveling as a lightning bolt would make. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> but that's what it sounds like. Yeah, now this episode is, um, I think this is like a hit and miss episode with fans. You know what I mean? Really? Like, I think this is a love it or hate it episode. I loved it. I couldn't imagine I not know, loving too. it. I know, me too. people who don't love fun, that's who. <laughs> oh, I think it's it's like a particular kind of humor. Okay, You know sure, what I mean? Sure. It's like, if you've ever listened to Who's On First. Yeah, that kind of, I don't know, what kind of comedy is that called? I don't know. It's it's a lot of wordplay. It's a lot of it's it's granddad humor. Well, and I think it is also like a an homage to that era of radio that these creators are such big fans of. Oh yeah, all of Odyssey is kind of a love letter to that era. Yeah, and then some episodes just like overtly so, and mm-hmm. this one is like the first one that's like that. I think. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Should we? I feel like. Um, I feel like this episode is going to be maybe short, because I don't know how much we're going to have to say, like, in terms of discussion. Oh, yeah, that's right. On the website, they've got discussion questions. We're going to pop those open just to check them out. Yeah, we'll have to do that and answer them towards the end if they're any good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll investigate. (laughs) That's something that we found out. The Adventures in Odyssey Wikipedia has discussion questions for each episode, so sometimes maybe we'll reference those just... Just a little inspiration. Yeah. If they're good. Um, should we should we just go for it? Yeah, I don't know. Recap? Yeah, so as per usual, starts with Chris. Starts with a Chris and ends and with a Chris. <laughs> the first framing device. Yeah. Okay, this, this framing device is the first one that I think I wanted to stay in this world just a little longer. <laughs> I just wanted to know a little more. So we've got this... Uh, 
What is Chris? How does she introduce it? Something to do with gift receiving? Or like, it's Christmas time and something something gift giving. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. I was trying to remember. Uh, she's telling the story of how, like, sometimes... Sometimes we get a gift that we don't like. Basically. I've, this is so funny. This is the first episode that we've listened to it, like, maybe an hour ago, rather yeah, than just right now. Before. Mm-hmm. So things are a little bit fuzzy. Yeah, even these details. I don't think it, it will matter that but much. more or less, what you have is a father who is receiving another gift from his children, and he's like... <laughs> and he oh. could not be more, like, ready to be disappointed. So nonplussed. He's like, I wanted to know more. Looks like another tie box to me. And then he's like, maybe this one has a giraffe. And it's like, that's he, what made me want to know more about this person and his life. Why does he like giraffes? Or why does he not like giraffes? It's not clear. Is he like almost hoping that it will be or is he hoping it won't be? How many neckties has he received? Do they all have animals on them? Maybe they all have animals and he's just always been hoping for the giraffe, but he's learned to be disappointed. He's like, all right. So your dad, he opens it and it's like an inflatable raft. It's an inflatable 12 man raft inside of a tie box. Yeah. And I like how the kids are like, we got you something different this year. Never would you guess. Never would I ever. <sighs> oh, gosh. Anyway, I don't know. I just want to know what happened to make this dad this way. Also, the sound of yeah. that raft coming out of the tie box is... as it's inflating. I was like, what on earth what is, is it? that? It, make, it sure does make you wonder what's happening in the moment. Yeah, this is like the first of so many sound effects. This episode is so fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, we come to Odyssey, and we come to some really great voice acting. Yeah. uh, In which they're Wit, Tom, and Officer Harley, who was in episode three, which we didn't do because it's not in the main albums. Oh, that episode three. Yeah, that episode three. You were like, what? (laughs) No, episode three, quote unquote, official episode three of Odyssey. That must be his introduction episode. Mm-hmm. Officer Harley's. Yeah, because he kind of... I remember he kind of came in and I was like, who is this character? Yeah, he's just Officer Harley. He doesn't stick around for long. No. He'll be, he'll, he'll be here and there. He's our goofy police officer guy who will be later replaced by an even goofier private eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the same voice and the same voice actor. Who also happens to be the voice actor of Yuji. Hooray! <laughs> Someday soon! Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, anyway, Officer Connie's, Harley is here. Yeah, and Connie's directing them as they're trying to get this massive tree, like a Christmas tree, into its end. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, cue the good voice acting of people pretending to lift and carry something heavy, even though they're just standing in a studio somewhere. Yeah, it's very believable. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's the kind of thing I don't, I don't think I ever thought about as a kid, because these are naturally just, like, real human beings, you know? Mm-hmm. These characters. But now, thinking about it sometimes, I just think about it. The the craft. The craft of sometimes, acting. Sometimes I want to try it, and I'm like, it will come out so forced. I know. So we've got to do a fiction podcast. A scripted fiction podcast. Oh, yeah, So we, we should try our hand. Mm-hmm. Let's see. One day, we'll script one of these episodes, and we won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> see if they notice. Yeah, that'll be the test. Maybe this is scripted right now. Would you know? Would you? <laughs> Sorry. 
I was reading that. Let me flip the page to the next page where uh-huh. it says it's time to summarize the episode more. Yeah. Uh, so they get the tree in and they're going to let the kids decorate it. And while that's going on. Oh, yeah. Say the kids. Oh, the sound effect. Yeah, there's great little kid sound effects of kids cheering. I think it's the same sound effect as, like, the first episode or something. Mm-hmm. And they use it twice. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so sure I've heard it in other things. I know. It made me think, I'm like, I think this might be the actual, like, generic kids cheering that is in, like, a lot of other media. Like I'm tempted thing. to, like, like, go searching. Like the children cheering version of the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. If you know what a Wilhelm scream is. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's fascinating. Yeah, Google it. It is very interesting. You might find a YouTube compilation. Yes, you will. Uh, Anyway, where are we even in the story? Uh, (laughs) Barely begun. Wit's telling... He's going to tell a story, but uh, no. Oh, no, no. Soon he will tell a story. Um, It's the kids, I think, that come in and... um, Oh, the kids. Yeah. Children come in with a dilemma about getting somebody a gift. The girl is like, whatever he wants to get, we can't afford, and whatever I like, he doesn't like. That's not what it is. What is it? Whatever he would want, we can't afford, Mm -hmm. and whatever we can afford, he won't want. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The kids are going on and on after each other, and Wit kind of puts a stop to that in a nice way. Oh, and Connie makes a funny reference where they say that when we they say that they can't afford it, she's like, "That's what credit cards are for." <laughs> Becomes relevant. Connie, the bad influenced teenager. Mm-hmm. At this point, she learns. She does learn. Oh, Connie, how she learns. <laughs> so she makes that reference, and then Officer Harley. Mm-hmm blanking on his name for mm, some reason. Harley. Yeah. Got Officer it. Harley tells a story about how he was disappointed. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that bit. And he he really wanted this whistle for his traffic directing that was going to be platinum plated. A platinum plated he's whistle. Like, Instead, he's got this chrome job. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know. What don't, can you say about the absurdity of know. wanting a platinum plated whistle? He talks about it like it's some sort of Rolls Royce. He talks about it like it's a thing. <laughs> I know. I'm like... Like different plated whistles. Oh, gosh. It's a whole world. The world of traffic cops. Apparently. A world we're not a part of. And never will be. Yeah, so... Tom, at that point, drops some wisdom on us. And says, well, maybe you guys are just... Like, expecting too much. Does Tom say that? I'm pretty sure it's Tom because then Wit is like, that's a good point, Tom. I've got a oh, story for oh, you. I think Wit says um, the the line about it's better to, you're all thinking too much about being the givee yeah. rather than the giver. And that's like a weird way to put it. I was like, why don't you say the receiver? Givee isn't a word, but we get it, I guess. Oh, and that's what Tom says, tis more blessed to give than to receive. Or is that... Boy, how quickly we forget. (laughs) It's incredible. Probably. I do remember Tom mentioning, though, the fact that they were expecting too much from their gift, and that's why they weren't content. Mm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They they get into, like, a little discussion about, like, Connie being like, whoa, I think it's better to uh, receive. And they're like, well, well. It's more fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is kind of one of those lines that has... I don't know, maybe less meaning as a kid or maybe in certain contexts. 
when you're like a little tiny child, what are the odds that you are the one actually buying gifts for other people? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I was probably seven or eight when I was actually old enough to have an allowance for doing chores mm -hmm. and then using that to buy gifts for to my siblings. Stuff. But pretty much it was just my brother and sister that I had to buy gifts for myself and then um, extended family, like, I picked out the gift, but my parents paid for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then my parents got handmade gifts, so. Yeah, I was gonna say handmade gifts. Little, like, weird paper drawings. That's the way to go. Yeah, paper drawings or the little crafts that you make in school mm -hmm. or in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Like, the little ornaments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tis blessed to give those things to your parents and and then they're like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Or you... But what's better, that moment or the moment where you, like, open up the stuffed animal that is your new best friend? I don't know. I th I can't remember that far back if I felt strongly about one over the other. I liked both. I'll tell you this. I don't remember what I made, but I do remember all my stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No. I do remember making Santa a scarf. Aww. Like the very first That's year so after my grandma taught me how to knit. Mm -hmm. I made it with pencils and waste yarn that was left over from the resources room at church. And it was like a cobbled together thing of the most mismatched stuff. It was mostly like this sparkly red yarn mm -hmm. because that mm -hmm. was the longest bit that I had. <sighs> and Santa wrote me a note in return thanking me for it. Aww. And is like my most precious memory of Christmas. That's so sweet. See, truly, we mm -hmm. proved it today. There's more blessed, more blessed to, to give. give. Than receive. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. Story. Wit does kick off a story. He's like, "Haven't you all heard the story of Madge and Guy?" And Connie, of course, responds, "No, but I'm sure we're about to hear it." Mm -hmm. Connie, the good sport. Mm -hmm. Good sport, sixteen-year-old. And then commences, like, this hysterical little radio play mm -hmm. in which the characters are, like, interacting with Wit the narrator and each other, and, like, it's very meta and very funny, and maybe, we, I don't know, we won't go into, like, all of the jokes and everything because it's so impossible to recap. You should have just re-listened to it now, mm -hmm. or you should soon because it's... Oh, it just is what it is. It's so funny. To, like, basically recap, it's a retelling of The Gift of the Magi. Which, can we can we pause here? Because I don't know why it's called that. And I've always wondered. Do you know? The Gift of the Magi? Yeah. Um, the original story, it's... You know the original story, right? Mm -hmm. It's basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. From my understanding, and take this with a grain of salt because I'm not researching it or anything. This is just based on my memory. Mm -hmm. um, it's because Wit mentions it in the episode mm -hmm. that the Magi are considered the inventors of gift giving. Like the original Christmas mm -hmm. gift givers. And so this is the gift of the Magi because they are enacting that sort of selfless gift giving. Selfless Christmas gift giving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I just, I've always wondered because I'm like, this has nothing to do with Magi. Yeah. Except that it's Christmas. I guess in, probably in the original story, he, like, draws that connection. Yeah. And it's also a matter of, like, 
There's wisdom in giving even when, from the outside perspective, they seem like fools because they gave up what was precious to them in Mm. order to give something to each other. Mmm. There's the deep connection. (laughs) That's neat. That's interesting. Uh, Yeah, I guess we should just recap it really quickly for people. Refreshy. Yeah. Your memory. (laughs) It's not a phrase. So... Ethel, the best friend, walks in. Uh huh. And she is talking to her friend Madge, who is all torn up about the fact that she can't afford to get her guy. 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 Guy, my guy, guy. My guy, guy. Uh, a gift. Mm. She's only got $1.87 to her name. Yeah, and it's like Christmas Eve. And uh, Ethel sends her out to sell her hair. Because she has this lovely hair, but unfortunately the hair, her hair is what Guy loves, or like one of the things Guy loves about her. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes out looking for something to maybe buy him. and uh, Retail therapy. Yeah, retail therapy. Oh gosh, says. that's right. That's like the one, the one, the thing. one thing to mention in this episode. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that line? <laughs> Which says uh, she did what any woman would, would do, do in this time of crisis. She goes shopping. Mm-hmm. Oh, 80s gender humor. Yeah. It just is what it is, I it suppose. It is what it is. It's a stereotype for a reason, I suppose. Yeah, for societal, cultural reasons. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's... I think it's not just a female thing, but... Yeah, retail therapy is real. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, like, culturally, historically more of a female thing. It could I don't know. Be. Do you relate it, to it? No. Yeah, I don't either. Well. I'm sure there are, like, plenty of women who don't and plenty of men who do. Yeah. It's kind of neither here nor there. It's just, like, it's just something that exists that I don't think would be in it today. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. If that same episode was written today, they probably wouldn't toss that line in there. Yeah. Socially acceptable for the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess, like, how hurt you are by it depends a lot on your, I guess, own history and your own interactions with gendered thinking, I guess. It all affects everybody differently. But I guess it is worth that much of a mention. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, Madge goes shopping and she sees this lovely gold watch chain in the window. (laughs) The chain hanging on the nail? Yeah. How much is that watch chain in the window? Unfortunately, the watch chain isn't for sale. Yep. (laughs) We do go through that song like three times. Yep. Through the episode. It's so cute. (sighs) Um, Yeah, she asks the the owner's son and he tells her it's $20, which is exactly how much this ad was advertising to pay for hair, which is weird. (laughs) It's not that weird. It's like a real thing, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's weirder in our day and time than it was back when the original story was written, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's still... I feel like people donate their hair more yeah. than they sell yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. For wigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to... Who's... Mm. Oh, Pop's Top Notch Top, top shop. shop. Nice delivery. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the good bits in the episode. So... <laughs> Pop is in there and he's like... Uh, all crotchety, like, go away, we're closed. She's like, but it's Christmas Eve. He's like, okay. And he's like, basically Tom doing a weird voice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Same actor. 
And uh, yeah, he offers to buy her hair. Oh, and I think she cries. This is <laughs> no, that happens oh, when she goes at back. the jeweler. To the jeweler, she doesn't cry to this dude. No, she cries oh. to the jeweler. You know to get what? Her to... I got confused. It's not Tom doing a weird voice. Tom is the jeweler. Tom is the jeweler. Oh. So who is Pop at Pop's top? I can't say it. No, oh, no. <laughs> Almost nice I delivery. Almost. I was like thinking before the episode, what do we do if we mess it up, though? We say, uh, nice attempt at delivery. <laughs> you tried. You tried. I've uh, never been good at tongue twisters. Pops, top-notch, top shop. Nice delivery. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Just cut out the part where you did it wrong. I could. No one would know. It's true. Uh, so now we finally we move on from Pops Top Notch Top Shop. Nice delivery. Thanks. <laughs> and go back to the jewelers where uh, this is where she cries to the dude about him not being open. Mm-hmm. And this is also... <laughs> I guess you could say the exact same thing about the shopping thing. It's just, like, 80s gender interactions where she cries, and he's like, I can't stand it when a woman cries. And so she cries harder. Uh-huh. And then he says, all right, I'll let you in. And she just, thanks. <laughs> Immediately cheers up. It's like, immediate turnaround. Yeah. It's like, huh. It's cute stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess he sells her the watch chain. Um, right? No refunds. Is that the obvious? Yeah. The upshot is, yeah, she comes home with the watch chain, and meanwhile, Ethel is... Okay, this part of the episode has always been weird to me, but they've sold their porch, Madge and Guy have, because they're just so poor. They've sold a whole host of things that make absolutely no sense to sell to pay Mm -hmm. off the things that they paid off. Yeah. And, um, including their porch. So when Ethel leaves the house, she... Forgets that it's missing. Does she become the porch? Or is she just forever wedged in the ground? Because she doesn't leave for some reason. I don't know. And I've not understood. Does she just, has she fallen and can't get up? I feel like she's fallen and she can't get up. Okay, because for some reason, they like, at the first time it happens, they leave it off like, Ethel forgot. And then they just kind of cut in this vaguely sinister way of like, (laughs) what happened to her? And then she just never moves from the porch. But she does give, uh, she gives Madge a boost to get back into the up house. into the house. I don't know. That was the first hint I had that this was not like a one-step porch. It was like right. several stairs up to the door. I know, I picture like two or three feet of space and just Ethel kind of wedged in it. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes me laugh <laughs> that she's still there. Oh, and Madge yeah. uh, goes in and uses wrapping paper to wrap up. The gift. Oh, they and then sold they sold all their wrapping paper. She uses wallpaper. And they, she was going to use newspaper, but they sold their newspaper for their newspaper subscription. I thought they sold their wrapping paper for their newspaper subscription. Oh, that makes more sense. Which does beg the question: Why not use newspaper? It sure does. I think that's where my mind had already gone. Because instead, she rips off the wallpaper. Yeah. And uh, she wraps up her gift, and Guy comes home, and he doesn't recognize her. Oh, yeah. This yeah. had me thinking. You know what this had me thinking at this point? What? Oh, my gosh. Guy is face blind. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you don't know what that is, it's like an actual condition that some people have where they are not capable of recognizing faces. You can see them just fine. They just 
don't have whatever component in their brain. They cannot recognize faces. So he identifies her through her perky personality and her, like, nice smile and her long hair. I'm like, that's exactly what someone with face blindness does. (laughs) That's totally not what they were intending with this, but it was so funny when I realized. Headcanon. Headcanon. Should we explain a headcanon? Oh, right. Our listeners might not yeah, know. Yeah, people may not know. Uh, that's when... You you believe something uh, in your head, which is the head part of it, and then the canon is like the same canon as like a body of work. Mm-hmm. What is considered canon? Like scripture, the canon of scripture is like the accepted and true body of scripture. So there's the Odyssey canon, which is everything that Adventures and Odyssey creators have written within the Adventures and Odyssey universe, but in your head, you can add on to the canon. <laughs> so head canon guy is face blind. <laughs> Terrible. Oh gee. Anyway, so once he realizes that it is in fact his wife, <laughs> yeah. whom he could not recognize without her hair. Yeah. He grows ever more uh like upset, upset agitated. Agitated. Agitated is yeah. a better word. Because uh he's so sad that she cut her hair. And then we finally established the crux of the whole thing, which is that he uh, had bought her these nice combs, and now she doesn't have long hair and can't use the combs. Mm-hmm. And then she reveals she bought him this nice watch chain. But he sold the watch so that he could get her the combs. Womp, womp, womp. But what I was thinking is hair grows back. I know. I was just thinking that same thing, too. You can't. Get back your ancient heirloom watch. Yeah, your ancient heirloom watch doesn't grow back. Which, by the way, that watch has the most wonderful... (laughs) How is it described? It is described. You have to look up the way that it's described and just clip that whole section in because it's worthy. Yeah, so we'll add here how Wit describes the sound that the watch makes, and then what the actual sound is that the watch makes. So good. It would play a touching little melody. So now that you've heard that... Enjoy. Well, you're hearing this a second time because you've already re-listened to the episode, Mm -hmm. but this is worth hearing again. Now we're trusting all of you, by the way, that you're (laughs) re-listening with us and not just... You can do whatever you want. It's fine. I listen to podcasts about books that I've never read. I know. Sometimes that's the way that I learn about books that I don't really feel like reading. Mm-hmm. And movies. Yeah. All kinds of things. Oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, so instead, maybe that's your taste of Odyssey that gets you hooked. It's your taste. Or maybe this is the way that you're re-listening to Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Re-listening without re-listening. Getting the recap. This is longer than an episode, by the way. I know. I've So far, our recaps are just about as long, if not significantly longer. <laughs> this is just how it's going to be. Yep. Oh, boy. Um, that And that was that. Oh, they go to split a diet. A kid's portion, portion diet, diet mini, mini cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Yeah. Oh. Off they trot. Ethel says goodbye. <laughs> Ethel says bye. And then um, I guess the story has now been explained to the children and they now know the meaning of Christmas. Not really. <laughs> There's a little more explanation. But the one girl is like, hey, that's familiar. And that's when Wit explains that it's adapted from the original Gift of the Magi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he explains a little bit more about Jesus' birth being the original real gift and 
we get to look at the beautiful Christmas tree that has been decorated and Wit puts the star on top. It's actually surprisingly, um, gets to like a surprisingly sincere place for such a goofy episode, you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. They do a good job of reining it in. Yeah. Not that the goofiness is like incompatible. It's just, yeah, it's interesting that they're able to thread that needle, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it comes to a nice place, and Tom has us all singing, what song was it? Uh, oh, Come All You Faithful? Oh, Come All You Faithful. Yeah. An Everybody Sings episode. It is an Everybody Yay. Sings episode. Never thought of that. There aren't very many of those. I think that might be the one. There there might be more. And we'll have to see about that rap. Yeah. Oh my gosh, someday we'll listen to the rap. Don't tell me it ends on a rap. <laughs> That's about it. And do we come, we come back to Chris. Is this the first one where she didn't tease us? <gasps> she did tease us. Did we she bring did. that up? I don't. <gasps> we forgot. Yeah. That's okay. She teases us at the beginning with something that I actually really like. Did you like it? I don't remember what it was. She teases so. us with um, the genealogies of Jesus. Oh, one yeah. in Matthew and one in Luke. And she points out, now these, like, they're, they don't match. What's up with that? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I feel like the, I guess the thing that I like about it is that it's just an interesting um it's interesting to get kids thinking about the Bible in that particular way, I guess. Yeah. In the in the way of like why is it different in different places or like what are the biblical authors doing? Mm-hmm. What's different between the Gospels, Matthew and Luke? Why did Matthew write the genealogy this way and Luke the other way? Like, turns, she doesn't ask all those questions, yeah. but I feel like that's kind of implied. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it turns out the answer is one has the patrilineage and one has the matrilineage. Nice biblical riddle. Solved. Mm-hmm. Solved again. I think maybe... Well, now I'm not sure if I learned that fact from Odyssey or if I knew it from college, mm-hmm. but... Seems like the kind of thing where if you read the Gospels back to back, you might notice it. Do you want to take a peep at the um, at the discussion questions online? Yeah, let's do that. So these are the questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, you read them to me. Oh, you want me to read them to you? Okay. Yeah. We'll just cue them off and see if they're any good. Yeah. Well, any good for podcasting. Good for podcasting or not. All right, question one. Madge and Guy sacrificed their greatest possession for one another. Have you ever sacrificed to give someone a gift? Mm. Mm. These are like uh, kind of like Bible study, little study group kind of questions I notice for a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of the episode questions are kind of fun. I don't know. What do you think? Have you? Have you ever sacrificed? Um, the only memory that comes to mind is when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Christmas came around, the honors choir would go and carol downtown in the homeless shelter. Oh, yeah. And so I took my favorite Beanie Baby mm-hmm. and wrapped it in, like, fabric and gave it to a little girl at the homeless shelter. Oh, yeah. That's a very sincere sacrifice. I don't think the only thing that's that come to mind, I mean, like, sacrificing time and money. Mm-hmm. It's not really, a, like, a clear-cut memory. What's the next question? Next question is, why is sacrifice important? Oh my, what a question. <laughs> Dig deep. Um. <laughs> Dig deep, Odyssey. <laughs> 
Wow. There's a lot of ways to answer that. I know. Seriously. What are the, what are the other ones? What's the next one mm. after that? What is the greatest gift you have ever received? <gasps> Salvation, Salvation in Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the Sunday school answer. There is no greater gift. Uh, the greatest gift you've ever given? Salvation? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's... What is that? Heresy? It's more than heresy. That's more than It's heresy. blasphemy. <laughs> it's not real. We don't blaspheme on this podcast. God knows it was just a joke. I'm sorry. God has a sense of humor. God does have a sense of humor. Um, I don't know. What is the greatest gift I've ever given? Not a clue. Probably some, something homemade. Mm-hmm. Or pro- probably some sort of little, I don't know, probably time spent with people, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just guessing if people were to answer that question, like parents and friends, they would probably, that's what they would probably say. Yeah. We've taken each other to Disneyland. We have. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Those were two separate times, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Not just on the same trip. I pay for your ticket. <laughs> you pay for mine. <laughs> our respective birthdays. Yeah, our respective birthdays. Uh, and there's one more. Have you accepted God's gift of eternal life? Have we ever? Oh, yes. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Already answered that question. Oh, they're cute. Yeah. I don't know about that salvation question. I feel like that's... Or sacrifice? Oh, 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 yeah, Why you're is right. sacrifice important? Why is sacrifice important? How do you even begin to tackle that one in, like, a brief snippet? It's a good question for kids to think about, though. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very... It's very heady. There are several ways to answer it. It's, like, sacrifice teaches us to empathize with those who have less, and also it is mirroring Christ's ministry mm-hmm. of sacrifice. Yeah, in that sense, sacrifice as, like, a discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it also helps to remind us that what we have is not our own, and it's a way to show love towards others by putting their needs before our own. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's a big act of trust in God, because if God calls us to sacrifice, it is an act of trust to um, believe that he will give us what we need, mm-hmm. that we can give up what we already have because he will provide for us everything that we need. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true. So, nailed it again. Another <laughs> amazing answer <laughs> from the podcast team. Oh, we got there. Yeah. What do you have? Anything else for this episode, do you think? Um, uh, not about this episode in particular, but I kind of wished we'd had more of this kind of episode throughout Odyssey. Mm, mm-hmm. And I was a little bummed to see that this uh, format did not last. This this kind of episode, like this kind of radio play, becomes, um, like it finds its place in Odyssey and things like kids radio and BTV mm-hmm. later on. It's not the same, but yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's more like not an entire episode of just one bit. It's more like shorter sketches and little scenes and that kind of thing. Wit telling stories, kind of, yeah, that either it either becomes kids' radio, BTV, or an imagination station adventure, like yeah. many categories. But early on, it's like they have to find a way to do these stories that they want to do. Yeah, and I guess I understand that they couldn't keep this particular method just because it sort of breaks the fabric of the illusion that is Odyssey. 
Mm. With you mean like with Wit talking to to characters that he's narrating that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, it is. A, it is a little bit breaking of the fourth wall. Pops, top notch tops. Nice delivery. Thank you. Maybe more so than they than they want. The whole like Odyssey canon becomes a little bit more mm, tight. Yeah, tight. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Um, yeah, I enjoy it too. I wonder how much kids enjoy it because I know it is a lot of like wordplay that I wonder if goes over kids' heads. I felt like the wordplay was not too complex though. Like it's, it's using true. words that would be familiar to most children. I I remember that I had uh I, I would take things like at face value as a kid. There's like a joke I remember later on in uh oh I don't know if it's in this album, but it's coming up soonish. And I remember this joke that was in there that I did not understand until last year. As a kid, I just, like, I didn't know what they were saying. And it's, like, very obvious to me now. But anyway, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I knew this episode as a kid or not. But anyway. Yeah, if you're listening with your kids, ask them. Ask they your children. And please tell us. Yes, please do let us know. Poll your children. We don't know children. We don't know any. That's not true. We know a two-year-old. He doesn't get it. No. He doesn't get this episode. <laughs> Guarantee you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Ask your five-year-olds. Yeah, please. What else is there to say? Have we about covered it now? I think we've about covered it. I appreciated that um, Tom launches into a nice Christian Christmas carol and Connie just joins in. Because, mm-hmm. you know, of course you do. Atheist or otherwise. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's the Christmas spirit. It's sweet. Oh, come all ye faithful. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I thought about it for a second. (laughs) You were looking at me like, am I going to do this? (laughs) No need. No need. Oh, that's right. I'm doing the sign. You are. I forgot that I had that power. Oh, I'm going to end it for us. Oh, boy, it's been a good one, another good one. So uh, thank you all for joining us on this Podventure in Odyssey. Bye, y'all. Bye. How do you do that? Special effects. Oh.